the What is Bitcoin podcast. Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the What is Bitcoin podcast. Like I say every week, the What is Bitcoin podcast should end up being around 10 episodes. I'm producing these episodes to really help make it easier for you to understand Bitcoin and the Bitcoin network. Now, if this is the first episode you've listened to, I highly recommend that you go back to episode one and start listening from there forward. My name is Gary Leland, and I run the CryptoPodcaster.com network. You may recognize my voice from some of my other podcasts, like the Crypto Cousins podcast, the Railroaded podcast, and the 4-Minute Crypto Show. Before we go any further, I do want to make sure everyone listening knows about BitBlock Boom, the great Bitcoin conference is coming to Dallas, Texas. During BitBlock Boom, all we talk about is Bitcoin, not altcoins, not blockchain, just Bitcoin. We have a great lineup of speakers at this year's event, so take a moment to look at our speakers lineup today. And if you decide to attend, use the discount code COUSINS at checkout, and you'll receive a 30% discount off the price of your tickets. That's COUSINS, C-O-U-S-I-N-S. Last year's event was fantastic, and this year's event will be even better. So go look at bitblockboom.com today. Now let's get on to today's question, which is, what is a Bitcoin wallet? On every episode so far, I've started with the definition from Wikipedia, and I really don't see any reason to change that now. Wikipedia says a wallet stores the information necessary to transact Bitcoins. While wallets are often described as a place to hold or store Bitcoins due to the nature of their systems, Bitcoins are inseparable from the blockchain transaction ledger. A wallet is more correctly defined as something that stores your digital credentials for your Bitcoin holdings and allows one to access and spend them. Bitcoin uses public key cryptography in which two cryptographic keys, one public and one private, are generated. At its most basic, a wallet is a collection of these keys. Well, that answer wasn't too complicated, but I remember how complicated everything was when I first got into Bitcoin. So that may be a little bit more complicated to a newbie than I think. So let me break it down a little bit more for you. A Bitcoin wallet is just a program that allows you to send and receive Bitcoin. It also allows you to keep up with your Bitcoin balance. More or less, it's very much like an email program. You need an email program like Gmail or something to help send and receive emails. That's pretty much the same with Bitcoin since you need a Bitcoin wallet to help send and receive Bitcoin. One of the most important things to know about a Bitcoin wallet is it has two long series of numbers and letters known as keys. One of these series of numbers and letters is known as a private key, and the other is known as a public key. To make it simple, the private key is really just like a super secret password for access to your Bitcoin wallet. Kind of like the combination to a vault or a password to your email. If anyone knows your password, or in this case your secret key, they have access to your Bitcoin and can take it, spend it, or do whatever they want to with it. That is why you never share your private keys with anyone. And when I say never, I mean never. If anyone ever asks you for your private keys, it really should raise a red flag. If you don't control your private keys, then you do not control your Bitcoin. Like I said earlier, a Bitcoin wallet also has a public key. Now, your public key is kind of like your email address. Your public key is an address you can share with people so they can send you Bitcoin. So to make it clear, your public key is like your email address, which you can give to anyone, but your private key is like your email password, which you would never give to anyone. Over time, Bitcoin wallets have become HD wallets, and HD wallet will create a phrase known as a seed. Now, the seed phrase is just really a string of words that you can memorize or write down. 
These words are generated in a random order instead of a sentence, so they really are just the list of words. If your wallet gets lost or stolen, you can use these seed words to rebuild your private key and then access your Bitcoin wallet again. An HD wallet can also create multiple Bitcoin addresses and any transactions sent to any of the addresses it creates will be deposited in the same wallet. Because the secret key and the seed phrase completely control your Bitcoin, they must be kept secret and safe. I can't say it enough. If you fail to protect your wallet's private keys or seed phrase, the Bitcoin it controls could be lost forever. Now, some wallets hold a full copy of the Bitcoin blockchain and help validate every transaction on the Bitcoin blockchain. These wallets are known as full node wallets. There are also simplified payment verification wallets known as SPV wallets. The Bitcoin protocol allows the creation of the lightweight SPV wallets, which don't need to download the complete blockchain to operate properly. Because SPV wallets don't have a full copy of the blockchain, they're faster and consume less disk space. Because SP wallets don't have a full copy of the blockchain, they're faster and consume less disk space. That makes it possible to install SPV wallets on devices like mobile phones and tablets. Now you should have a basic understanding of what a Bitcoin wallet is, so let's talk about the different kinds of Bitcoin wallets. Let's start with a hot wallet. A hot wallet is any wallet that's connected to the internet, like a computer connected to the internet or a wallet on your mobile phone. Hot wallets are not super secure due to their connection to the internet. Bitcoin exchanges often require you to deposit funds into their online hot wallets to make purchases or conduct transactions. These web wallets are the least secure type for storing your Bitcoin. With an online exchanges wallet, you don't even have access to your private keys. You are basically asking someone else to hold your private keys. And as I've said earlier, if you don't control your private keys, you don't control your Bitcoin. Hot wallets are more vulnerable to hackers since they provide a lot of opportunities to break in. They can be hacked through the website itself or the device you're using on the website or even the connection to the Internet. This means you must depend on the website's honesty and their security practices. In the event of a fraud or hacking, your Bitcoins will likely be lost forever. Hot wallets are also very convenient since they allow you to buy, sell, and send Bitcoin at a moment's notice. Hot wallets are just not worth the risk when it comes to storing a large amount of Bitcoin. That is why you need to avoid the number one mistake that newbies make and never, and I mean never, leave your Bitcoin on an exchange. Believe me when I say an exchange is not a bank. Now let's talk about desktop wallets. These are hot wallets that store the private keys on your computer. So as long as your computer is free of malware or any kind of security weakness, technically, your Bitcoin should be safe. But that's not true for most computers. According to security expert John McAfee, it's not true for any computers. John McAfee claims that every computer in existence has malware on it. It's almost impossible to be 100% safe, and that is what makes desktop wallets another great target for hackers. Let's move to mobile wallets. Mobile wallets are wallets that allow you to store the private keys of your Bitcoin on your mobile phone. Many mobile wallets are accessible from mobile apps. This presents a great threat for security. Mobile wallets offer low security and terrible privacy because of the potential association of your Bitcoin wallet, phone number, and geolocation. Mobile wallets are convenient and provide as much security as possible in an insecure environment but large amounts of Bitcoin should never be stored on a mobile wallet. The most secure Bitcoin wallets are cold storage wallets. Cold storage wallets are not connected to the internet, and that's what makes them more secure. 
A cold storage wallet is a wallet that is independent of an internet connection and cannot be hacked remotely. Some example of cold storage wallets are hardware wallets and paper wallets. Now let's talk about these. A paper wallet is pretty much just a piece of paper with your private keys or seed phrase written on it. By keeping your private keys on a piece of paper, only someone who actually has access to that piece of paper can steal your Bitcoin. The problem with a paper wallet is it's kind of easy to destroy, so you may want to create multiple copies in case one is lost or destroyed. That way your Bitcoin can still be retrieved. The next type of cold storage wallet is a hardware wallet. This is a physical device that safely holds your private keys. Most hardware wallets provide a seed backup in the event your device is lost or stolen. To send Bitcoin to someone with a hardware wallet, you need to have your hardware wallet connected to a computer and use a website that allows control over the wallet. Example of hardware wallets are the Treasure, the Ledger, and the Keep Key. Hardware wallets are pretty secure and easy to use, but not as convenient as a hot wallet. But like I said earlier, they're much safer. Next is the multi-sig wallet. Now, multi-sig stands for multiple signature, and this is a wallet that allows you to send Bitcoin only with the approval or two or more private keys. So in this case, no one person can send a Bitcoin without the approval of the other. Multi-sig is not limited to just two signatures. It can be almost any amount of signatures. I hope you now at least have an idea of what Bitcoin wallets are, and you should now have enough information to decide what type of wallet will be best for you. You may even want to use more than one wallet. Personally, I use a hardware wallet for large sums of Bitcoin and a mobile wallet with a small balance on it for my daily transactions. This way, even if my mobile phone breaks or gets stolen or I drop it in the toilet, <laughs> I can't lose too much money. I hope this information in this show has been helpful and be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you don't miss a single episode. I'd love it if you could give this podcast a five-star rating and a great review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. That really helps way more than you realize. And please, share this podcast with your friends on social media and let's start educating them about Bitcoin too. Don't forget to take a look at BitBlockBoom, the Bitcoin conference coming to Dallas, Texas. It's at BitBlockBoom.com, of course. I hope I get to meet you in Dallas. In the next episode of the What is Bitcoin podcast, I'm going to read you the Bitcoin white paper. I realize most people have never read it, so this way, at least you'll be familiar with it. Until then... This is Gary Leland, the Crypto Podcaster, saying thank you for taking the time to listen, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.